Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey Siri, give me H-Town Soccer. Talking all things Houston Dynamo FC. This is the official Dynamo Theory Podcast. We are Forever Orange. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode, to another uh, show of the Dynamo Theory, the official Dynamo Theory podcast. Today, uh, unfortunately, as you guys can probably figure out, Rudy's not here. He's uh, busy being an adult and studying to do some great things in life. So he had to leave us for the for the day. But uh, we called in the reinforcements, the cavalry. And uh, we got, you know, obviously, of course, we got Rodrigo, of course, here. Hey, what's doing, going Rodrigo? on, everyone? Hey, good, good. And, and we brought back, you know, a fan favorite, Billy. How you doing, Billy? Fantastic. Fantastic. Happy awesome. to be back. Man, happy, happy that you could jump in and, uh, you know, show, show some love for the, for the Dynamo Theory community. Uh, so, yeah, let's get, let's go ahead and get to it, man. I think, you know, we all saw, I think we all saw the game, you know, against Orlando. Uh, obviously, it was a, a little uh, bittersweet, I think we could, we could say. But, you know, let's just jump in right into it. And, you know, Rodrigo, if you want to start, you know, let me, you know, what, what are your thoughts about that game? How did you see it? How did you like the Dynamo? And might as well, let me just go ahead and throw in the second question that, that we're going to cover is basically talking about our starting 11. I'm going to go ahead and pull it up right here for you guys while Rodrigo uh, talks about it. But, you know, how did you feel about the starting 11 that Paulo set up on the field to begin this, you know, this game? And what did you think about the match overall? Go ahead. Yeah, so to touch on the lineup, um, you know, I don't think – I think this was the better players or starting 11 he could have chosen due to, you know, Coco being out on yellows, um, Fafa and nowhere to be seen, um, you know, most likely parting ways with the team at this point. And then Quintero, I guess, starting off on the bench. Um, and I guess that kind of brings a good point or thinking about this is Quintero started on the bench. He's one yellow away from being suspended. Coco was suspended because of yellows. This team just keeps on getting so many yellow cards, so many fouls. It's part of it is being unlucky, and then part of it is just stupid fouls. And this is what kind of keeps on rotating for the squad that, you know, we can have a good official starting 11. I mean, you have Beto Avila, who's doing well, you know, but he's still a kid. He still has a lot to learn. Um, and, you know, you would want somebody else with more experience, I, I, wouldn't, I would say, on that role. But, you know, um, he's, he's still getting some minutes, which is great. I don't think he's going to be a regular starter once, you know, Herrera's here and Coco's back. Uh, Bartlow, we saw him as a more uh, midfield player. And um, I, I didn't hate it. Like, you know, it's not the best I think we've seen. Uh, there was great players like Seca doing what we wanted him to do, which is cross the ball. Ferreira got that header on on there. Obviously, we get unlucky again with the VAR call, which it's really questionable, but 
the fact that they don't actually go and check and make sure like do the best you can to see if it, you know um if it was like offsides or not but i don't know i feel like the dynamo played well they they had a lot of shots especially the second half where they or a lot of opportunities i should say where they could have scored and they just either missed it by a little bit you know the goalkeeper made a, a great saves um but it kind of went back and forth you know orlando had their chances too steve still being great in goal i mean i feel like sometimes it just feels like we're so lucky to have them because if not We'll be sitting here talking about like a four zero loss or, you know, five zero almost every single night um, just because he makes some amazing saves. And then the goals are always come from like either a bounce or somebody didn't clear the second sh- shot or something is just unlucky. But, you know, that that's the game. Um, I expected more from the Dynamo, but at the same time with some players out, I feel like Nagamura did his best on trying to bring the team together with this one uh, for, you know, the next game, I guess we'll, we'll see what, what he can do or what he's going to improve, which we already know is probably going to be Coco back in there um, and maybe start Quintero again. And who knows if Fafa is even going to be, if who knows if he's even training at this point. Yeah, that's right. I mean, we've been hearing, you know, rumors and obviously uh, Billy actually asked, uh, uh, the coach itself, Paulo Nagamura, you know, what was the deal with uh, with Fafa, you know, after the match? And he kind of, you know, blew it off. Obviously, he was mad at the fact that we lost that match and the way that we lost it. So, obviously, you know, he, he didn't want to talk about that. But, obviously, you know, with the rumors, we, we have been hearing, uh, you know, some rumors coming from Houston, some of them coming from Mexico itself, you know, talking about, you know, the, the possible depart- departure of uh, Fafa. And, you know, he's basically, you know, on his way out. So it's going to be interesting how it plays out, you know, considering the fact of all the things that Paulo has been saying and kind of denying the fact that, you know, he 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 doesn't know anything. Maybe he doesn't, but then at the end of the day, you know, he is the manager. So he you would think he he should know, you know, he he knows what's going on, especially Fafa not traveling with the team, you know, to such a such an important game, which is this Orlando game, right? Uh you know, just before we get to Billy, I want to go ahead and just give the lineup so you, you know, everybody listening can kind of have an idea of what what was going on in the field on like at least the starting eleven. So we obviously we had uh, Clark in goal, who, in my personal opinion, I think he has been our best player and possibly the best addition to this group. Uh, teenage uh, Parker center backs, uh, Seca on the right back, Lund- Lundy on the left back, uh, Barlow Vera. Like as defend, defensive midfielders, uh, obviously, like Rodrigo mentioned, uh, Barlow has this new role kind of given to him, which is which is good, you know, because you always want you know your younger guys to maybe uh, try out different positions and see what what better suits them as they grow and learn, you know, how how to become more important in the league. Uh, Memo Rodriguez as a number ten or the attacking mid in front of him, uh, like Rodrigo mentioned, Avila, the young guy that just came out from uh, Dynamo Dos on the left side and Baird, you know, on the right side, who has, you know, in the past few games been questionable, you know, when it comes to, you know, what he does for the team, what, what the outcomes is, you know, the productivity that he has for the team. And then, of course, Ferreira, uh, Ferreira uh, up top, you know, scoring a, a nice goal, basically showing that if you give him the ball, in the box, he's probably going to put it away, right? So that was the starting 11. So same question to you, Billy. You know, how did you see the starting 11? Maybe would, would you have changed something in that starting 11, you know, considering the, the pieces that we had on the bench? And how did you see the game overall? Yeah, I'd say, I mean, 
when the starting lineup came out, it was a little bit questionable. You know, we were all kind of expecting something a little bit different, uh, all things considered how important this game is um, in the table. And, you know, with the ramifications were of not collecting any points from this game and where we would be in the table um, because of that. <clears throat> so when we saw EB out there in the defensive mid, I kind of was a little bit shocked. We've, we've gone to that a few times um, trying to close games out. Uh, we haven't seen it to start a game. I don't believe that is, I believe that's correct. And so it was just a little bit shocking for me to see that lineup set that way. Um, as far as the game, you know, the first half, they, they came out kind of flat. They definitely could have done better uh, as far as Steve Clark. Um, the man's been on fire. If it wasn't for him, we definitely would have been struggling in a lot more games than we are now. Um, but, yeah, I mean, for as far as what I want to see in the starting 11, uh, definitely want to see DQ start. Um, Baird doesn't offer much for the team, I say, over there. And uh, maybe Pasher for the first. Or we can get DQ out there to start if we need to. Uh, once Hector Herrera gets here, and then we can sub and Pasher at 60 minutes and see how that works. Uh, or maybe we could start Thor on the left side as well instead of Beto and give him some minutes out there. But, yeah, I mean, I think overall this, the first half was kind of flat. The second half, I think the right adjustments were made. DQ, you could see the difference once he came on the field. And um, to me, that was pretty much the decision maker that was the change of this game. And Sebas as well in the middle, you can see his quality once he's given, he's, pro he's provided with, uh, good service. You know, the pass from Zeka was absolutely ridiculous. <clears throat> and seeing Zeka move up and doing the overlapping runs and providing, it was the combo play from DQ, you know, on the left who found Beer in the middle who made that excellent pass to Zeka. I mean, it's that kind of combination play and that kind of vision that DQ brings to the field that we don't have when he's not on the field. So, you know, we're not, we're struggling in that area. And when we're not providing from out wide, um, we score at, you know, a lower rate in the league. So we definitely have to have that kind of um, that kind of help from outside, I guess you could say. Also, another thing that I wanted to mention, you know, considering all the moves that are coming in, you know, Acha Acha coming in into Houston, but to what I hear, you know, when you hear rumors you see on Twitter is that the Dynamo are possibly also getting another possibly winger or attacking mid uh, in the field. Do you guys think, I mean, obviously it's, it's pretty obvious that, you know, our wingers uh, maybe have been lacking a little bit, you know, more than others. It will, I mean, we can talk about Fafa, obviously, not being super happy, not being too productive on his side, you know, being replaced by a young guy in Avila who, you know, not just because he's young, but, you know, obviously without an, an experienced, you know, inexperienced guy and coming in and, you know, kind of starting kind of right away, you know, in that position says a lot about what I guess Paulo maybe thinks about Fafa on the left side. And then the fact that, you know, we, we to this day, we still question, you know, should we should we throw in Pasher? You know, is he the super sub? You know, should we have Baird? You know, how how much is Baird going to contribute to the scene? But if you guys were to, like, choose, you know, uh, either a right-side winger or a left-side winger, which, funny enough, I lifted, lifted my uh, hands backwards. But if you were to, you know, if you were given a choice, which which wing would you rather, you know, have a player come in? Considering the fact that, let's just say, we have, you know, DQ, uh, we have Achiache maybe in the midfield. You know, we'll have a Coco, uh, hopefully with no yellows. Uh, you know, uh, Matias Vera maybe holding it down in the back. But you know, what what's if you were to pick, do you want a left a left wing or a right wing? Rodrigo, go ahead. You know, I, I honestly don't even think it's gonna. It's maybe a winger. It's even the right move at this point. I feel like you know Nagamura has been trying different things. Now we've seen different lineups. 
different formations for the most part in the attack. And I feel I think we're at a point where a wing system does not fit into, I guess, what he's been trying to do. I feel like it's more comfortable to go with two strikers and then more midfields. And then, you know, you just also basically gives you the chance to do um, a center of a defensive mid that's actually always, you know, like a fixed position. Um, kind of like Veda usually drops down a lot, but at least you have somebody always there instead of having to rotate between, you know, Coco, um, Quintero, if he's going to be in the midfield, and then Herrera, if he's going to be in the midfield. You know, you at least have Veda dropping back because, you know, if we were going to try to even it out with a winger, you would think Fafa would have stayed or, you know, would have been part of the plan of like, okay, we have a good left wing. Let's really focus on this right wing. But it's just been shifting from like, you know, Fafa playing left and going to right then going on the bench and just not even playing anymore to plugging in uh, Thor as a kind of second striker slash left wing, um, having him more of a false nine at times. It's just, I don't know, it, it varies. So I feel at this point, it'll be great to go for another attacking player that has those capabilities that he can cross. But at this rate, I, I feel like, you know, Seca, uh, Adam, they've been doing well crossing the ball, playing from the back. And, you know, we saw Seca get an assist this time against Orlando. And we've seen Adam, you know, get a couple assists this season already. And our other, our actual wingers don't really do that. So I feel like, It'll be pointless to try to request of like, oh, we need a winger just because it's not working out. I mean, Avila got thrown into a winger. And when we watch him play with Dynamo Dose, he does a great job as a striker or, you know, attacking center mid. You know, he he's that's I feel like that's his natural position. So we're just trying to create wingers just because we want to fit the system that we're playing. But maybe the system is too. You know, I've seen teams where they go two strikers, two attacking center mids, and then two defensive center mids. Or, you know, something in that aspect where if uh, if the mids can give you a cross, that's great, but they're going to look for through balls. And having Herrera and um, Quintero doing that, you know, you, they're going to, I feel like they're going to connect. As long as they're on the field, both of them are going to connect with each other, give perfect through balls through, uh, to Ferreira or Thor anybody that's you know even Avila if he starts playing that striker position I don't know I mean do you think we need a winger at this point like we're basically halfway through the season and we're still talking here about like are we gonna get a winger <laughs> we just let go of a, to me a good winger that did you know or we haven't let him go yet but we all know, guys. We all know it's coming. It's coming. They're going to make the post. And... Shout out to Fafa. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can't avoid it. And I mean, he's a great player, but he, he's not happy. I, I'm just kind of upset that they don't address that. And like, you know, Billy tried asking um, about what's the situation there. And they're just like, oh, it's just rumors. Rumors? But you guys are in Orlando. He's in Miami. You know, yeah. <laughs> people are training. He's in Mexico City. Like, he doesn't seem happy. He's not. He's not training, obviously, if you, you're going to let him travel that much. But to say they're just rumors doesn't kind of fit in this scenario. <laughs> true. What about you, Billy? What are, what are your thoughts on the, on the winger situation? Well, honestly, the way that we're forced uh, contractually to have the lineup that we do right now, um, it doesn't really matter. We just, I mean, it could be left. It could be right. We just need a winger, in my opinion. Now, obviously, we're losing Fafa. Like I said, I talked to uh, – or like y'all said, we talked to – 
coach Nagamura and they continue to say they have no idea what we're talking about. Um, <laughs> even though it is reported heavily amongst the league and he's, his response was that he brought the best 23 players on the Orlando trip. And that doesn't include Papa that certainly dignifies more of a response than I have no idea what you're talking about, but that's neither here nor there. What we really need is we just need upgrades in any position available in uh, uh, an offensive, um, in an offensive uh, standpoint, I guess. Um, right now we're just trying to put square pegs in round holes and we're just trying to fill positions and get the best of what we can get. And, you know, that's kind of where we are right now. That's kind of where we're stuck. I mean, we've, we've got to make the best of what we've got and we can talk about what we want and we can talk about what we need, but ultimately at the end of the day, we can only add a few pieces at a time, maybe one here and one there. So we, I mean, even an upgrade at a winger in a position that we necessarily aren't highlighting in, in the style of play that we have right now is better than what we've got. So I guess it's just incremental steps forward. <clears throat> I mean, we just want to see those, those steps forward. So I guess it, it doesn't necessarily matter to me left or right, as long as we're upgrading and helping provide. And just a quick add, you know, you're saying if we do bring a winger, I've seen rumors, this is Mexican league soccer. So, you know, anything could happen, <laughs> but apparently, um, Club America is trying to get Linus back. So if he's actually trying to make a move back to Mexico, I wouldn't mind him having him here if we can get Herrera to pull him in. Yeah, we talked about rumors and people speculate and they're like, oh, that's never going to happen. But now hearing that he might potentially be going back to Mexico, I feel like that could open a great possibility for the Dynamo to just kind of try to scoop him. Um, that's the only player I would consider bringing as a winger. Um, just because he can, you know, play well with Herrera and he's a young player that we can build on. Even if he only lasts us like, you know, one or two years, <laughs> hopefully more, but, you know, at least good, two good years from him. And I know he would want to go back to Europe or who knows. I mean, um, the other Mexican, Jonathan Dos Santos, he came here and I guess you would consider his prime. I mean, he was only, what, 26 years old when he joined um, LA Galaxy. And he basically played, what, a good five years with the team. So when it comes to, you know, and he, he was part of the national team. He played well. He His level didn't really drop. He was just sitting, I guess, wanted to go back to Europe that much. I mean, he played in great teams, Barcelona, Villarreal. But, you know, sometimes they just want to more relax and just, I don't know, have it a little bit easier for them. But their level is still up there. So, yes. If you use this as a source, <laughs> at least give some credit. But no, Linus is not joining for sure. It's it's me, my opinions. <laughs> Rodrigo has some uh, Nostradamus on him. So it, it could happen. You never know. But Billy, you had something else? Yeah, I mean, and I was talking with one. Well, I've talked several times with a friend of mine. Uh, shout out to Ed Allison Houston on Reddit. And he kind of feels, and I kind of, have the same feeling that if we were able to scoop a line as uh, that would potentially be a bigger deal than the HH deal. I mean, Hector Herrera, I mean, coming to the end of his career, yes, he's solid. Yes, he's great. And he's a fantastic piece for the time being brings great culture to the club. Everything attracts fans, but attracting somebody like line as the U22 initiative, something like that could turn into a much bigger deal for the dynamo attracting youth and U22 initiative players. So we're not quite sure what Diego Linus is completely uh capable of I mean he could be you know the next thing it was just, he's still super young so but yeah I mean just that's what that's what I feel about that 
Interesting, interesting. So, yeah, man, I mean, obviously, you know, going back to the Orlando uh, game, obviously very frustrating, a game of two halves. First half, you know, we, we got, you know, trampled on. And I think the second half we, you know, we were to regroup and we came out with a little bit of more better ideas, I guess, in the, in the attacking third. Uh, but obviously it, it wasn't enough. Uh, VAR kind of screwed us over, screwed us over, or whatever, screwed us over once again. Uh, and I think, uh, you know, I think we, we all have the same uh, thought when it comes to, you know, maybe they should have checked, you know, VAR. And, and I think, you know, it's, it's a mistake from from the referees and the leagues and you know if you're gonna have the tool why not use it you know especially at the moment where it could define literally you know points for a team and possibly you know for the Houston Dynamo any points away it's gold so you know it's it just sucks that you know it kind of had to end like that even if he was offsides in my opinion he wasn't but you know other people say otherwise but even if he was you know uh still check it you know it's a it's a goal uh situation and i i thought every goal situation was checked but i guess not but i guess we can move on from there yeah and we're not uh, hurt know, we're not hurt we're just yeah yeah know. yeah i didn't cry after that game not at all <laughs> we're just dis- we're just disappointed exactly yeah Do yeah better and I, mls and i and i think and i think it, it should you know it has to be said because you know not just because we're the dynamo and and we always we feel like we always get attacked not attacked, but maybe, you know, like we don't get the, the credit that we deserve just because, you know, we've been terrible for a few years. So they're like, yeah, it's okay. They'll, they'll be fine type thing. But I think, you know, if we like, like we talked about, you know, the, the goal in, in Dallas, you know, when, when we went over there and Memo had that, you know, that free kick and then, you know, that whole situation, you know, sparked up a conversation that I don't know where it ended up, but Dustin, you know, he wrote a, a really good piece on, on the whole cameras, uh, being in the goals and depending on what channel you play on you know it depends you know how many cameras VAR is going to be uh, having to their disposition or whatever to go watch so I think you know if the MLS is going to you know create a, a league or a culture where they want to keep everything professional I think it has to be you know even across the board no matter you know if it's the worst team in the league or the best team in the league you know you want these uh, calls to be you know fair to everybody so i think i don't know how this new apple deal is gonna is gonna roll uh but you know if they're gonna want to keep that consistency that the premier league has or like the top two leagues in the in the world have you know i think apple should you know maybe invest in things like that and i think it would be it would make the game better and it would make it more entertaining in my opinion and even you know we would say fair you know so yeah i heard um Apple, if you're recording with an iPhone, that can be used for VAR. There you go. So everybody, <laughs> no. you put your phone right there. So everybody just record every play, you know. They can, they can upload use your, it to the camera. Apple Cloud and boom, right there. Exactly. VAR. The only thing is that, you know, the, the only thing is that Apple, you know, they're going to have access to your camera every every time, you know, that you're not. <laughs> even they, if you're They not already recording. do, man. We, we signed those agreements and we just exactly. click. Like, we we so don't even know. We just boom. You go. already signed your your soul to the devil. And just might as well, you know, have him for a VAR. <laughs> Except Billy. Billy's a Samson guy. So <laughs> he's still on that one. But uh next up, boys, we got we got Chicago. Um I was kind of going through their through the record. They're pretty terrible. I thought we were, you know, somewhat bad, but we're we're pretty okay compared to them. Uh they actually won last they won their last match 
against uh, Washington or DC United, Washington DC, I guess, uh, 1-0 game at home. But their last win was back in March, March 19. So I was still 29 years old last time they won or, you know, before this one. <laughs> like literally it took forever for them to win again. So obviously, me too, they, man. They, me too. Right? Remember those days <laughs> when our backs didn't hurt? But uh, <laughs> but now you know they're coming in. I guess they're they're trying to pick up their momentum. Uh, they beat DC United at home. Now they have to travel to Houston. Obviously, Houston at home. You want the three points? It's going to be a game on Unimas to to the end on Twitter. It's going to be like a nationally te- televised game. So we're going to be able to show off a little bit. But what are the expectations from you guys? You know from this Chicago game, it should be easy for us, you know, considering, you know, results, but, uh, you know, obviously you, you can't underestimate any, any team, but you know, what are the thoughts on, on that one? How do you guys see that one coming and go ahead and throw in your, your prediction. If you want, go ahead, Billy, if you want to go ahead first. Yeah. I mean, definitely they've, they've won exactly one game in their last 12 <clears throat> and it was their last match that matched up against DC United. So they're coming fresh off the win off of their lose streak. Um, they're dead last in their conference. Um, they do have a solid stack lineup. They've got an excellent keeper in Gabriel Salonina. They have an excellent overseas player in Zerdon Sukiri. And that's definitely something that we're going to have to watch out for. Um, I feel like this is a get right game, though. I think that we take this one, honestly, three to one is my prediction. I think that we get right. We've had a long skid, it's been a hard road. And we do have a midweek game coming up after this shortly. So, I mean, we play Portland midweek after this matchup. So I think this is extremely important right now in the place that we're in. And uh, yeah, basically that's extremely important for us to uh, take points right here. Yeah. Especially that Portland game being away, you know, Portland away for Houston is uh, almost a loss, you know, <laughs> like, but you know, so obviously it's going to be an important one for, for us here at home, but you Rodrigo, what are, what are your thoughts on that one? Yeah, I'm going to go with Billy on this. Um, I feel like almost every single week I've said, like, hey, Dynamo's going to win. And, <laughs> and then here we go, another loss, another loss. But, you know, playing at home, um, not sure if uh, Shakiri's going to be in on this game. I know he was playing in the Nations League and uh, missed. I'm assuming that's why he missed the, the last game uh, Chicago played um, against DC United. So, Potentially, he, I would say he would be in, in this game as well. Um, but even if he is, yeah, Chicago, they almost, I guess, were going for our win-less streak. Um, I think they were up like 11 if you count the Cup games as well. But I feel, yeah, this is a get-right uh, game for um, Houston. I, I don't know if we can score a lot of goals. I hope we were able to. I hope we can get a win. I'm just going to keep it simple. I would just say a 1-0 win. Um Probably a lot of opportunities created. Just, I don't know, if Memo's playing, he's probably going to have like five shots on target, but zero goals. <sighs> it's tough, man. Sounds no, right. I'm serious. Like, I feel like every game he plays so well, but he just cannot get it in. Like, <laughs> it's... Yeah. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I'm a saying pendejadas here. So. He, he has 100 accurate. He has a son, but you know, <laughs> right? <laughs> hey, you know. I mean, you know, he found in he the found field, it, but you know, we need. But no, he's definitely had he's definitely had a lot of opportunities in the past several games where it's like you you expect him to either 
find the back of the net or at least put it on target. And several opportunities he has sent astray. So it's been extremely difficult and disappointing to watch. He's done okay creating. I mean, several through balls he's has been really good in the past couple of games. Um, he's done well creating, but finishing and finding that final touch, he has absolutely struggled. And that's just, you know, another piece of what we're looking for. And, and, and also, and, sorry, let me just mention is that also Memo, you know, he's playing for, he's literally playing for playing time, you know, especially with Achiache coming into town. I mean, that, that whole center uh, space is going to get crowded, you know, with so many players defensively and offensively that, you know, he's, he's literally going to have to put in, you know, you know, work either, you know, assist or goals or just be more consistent to, to what he has been kind of doing lately. But, you know, we need a center midfielder that can, you know, give us more, more, you know, more danger in that final third. So yeah, he's, he's fighting for time. Rodrigo, what you needed to say? I was just going to mention the fact that, I mean, him and Quintero have been creating most of our set plays, you know, taking them, doing the most, and he only has one assist this season. Obviously, he could have scored a nice goal against Dallas, which we already know how that ended. And he had other chances where they hit the crossbar um, or came really close. But, you know, if you're playing for time and even if if we weren't bringing Herrera, I feel like, I don't know, like he was going to be in the bench soon because, you know, this is a game that you kind of need to show up, not just be there. And I feel like he's so far just being there since his opportunities have been really made an impact. Yep. And well, my prediction for the game, I think also it's going to be a turnaround game for us. And kind of in the same idea of of Rodrigo, I'm going to go actually 2-0. I think we're, we might be able to get a couple more chances and hopefully get an, an extra goal in. So a 2-0 for me on that one. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. So next up, uh, you know, we'll close the chapter on the on the mate on the first team. We'll talk about Dynamo Dos. Uh, me, I don't know, Rodrigo, you got to see it, but me and Billy did for sure. Uh, you saw it, or maybe? No, I, I didn't watch no, it, but I heard it. about it. Yeah. So but Portland was scared. Uh, Portland was scared. <laughs> I don't know if they were scared, but no. <laughs> uh, Portland. Not well. Actually, Portland. Uh, what I saw, they filled a lot of of their first team players, or some of them at least. Uh, Kenny Bundy even mentioned the fact that, you know, eight of them. Yeah. So eight of their first team players, so obviously it was going to be a tough challenge. And, and, you know, I didn't know that information. Uh, I've heard, you know, I heard that they were going to field some of their first team players, but I didn't know it was eight of them. 
And when you think about, you know, now that I know that information, you know, it wasn't that bad, honestly. I mean, they could have done better, yes. But, you know, for who they were going against and all the things that they did and how much they were, you know, because personally, I thought they went in, you know, with a very defensive mindset just because of, you know, uh, scoring it, you know, first and early in the game, minute like 15, I believe. And then, you know, they, they tried to hold on to that lead for, for the rest of the game. And, and they almost did till minute 80, um, where, you know, Portland was able to get, you know, back on the board. And then, you know, last, literally last play of the game, uh, they just kept pushing and pushing and pushing and they were able to get that 2-1. Uh, but I mean, I think, you know, overall, they did have a pretty good defensive game. I mean, they, they blocked literally almost every single shot that they took. Uh, you know, there was always somebody in front of the ball. Uh, I think offensively, they had a few good opportunities that were denied either by the goalkeeper or the crossbar or whatever it may be. But I think they still maybe need something a little bit more uh, to give them that extra edge. Palomino, you know, he played, but he was kind of lost in the, in the midfield, in my opinion. Uh, but I think, you know, overall, the game defensively went well. So you, Billy, what, what did you think about the game? You know, they've had a lot of disappoint, excuse me, disappointment in the last several games where they've honestly looked like the better team coming out. And after the game, you look at the statistics, you watch the game. Dynamo Dose has been the better team in the last two games they've played. This game, they struggled a little bit more, obviously. They played against eight first-teamers from Portland, um, most of which who have never stepped on the field for the academy team yet. So, I mean, they brought in a lot of firepower for this game. Um, it was an excellent test. Um, they did exactly what they wanted to do. Their main goal, when speaking to Kenny Bundy, their main goal is to come out in that first 20 minutes with extreme firepower, extreme passion, and extreme haste in everything that they do. And that's exactly what they did. They created, well, it was controversial. One one report said it was Jacob Evans who created the the, uh, the penalty, and one said it was Marcelo Palomino. So I believe it was Evans. I think that's correct. But he was the one who created that penalty in the, in the box early in the game which is exactly what they're looking for is that that opportunity early and they took advantage of that with Papa scoring his uh his his PK um Portland never really slowed down um they kept the press up the entire game you could tell it was difficult for the Dynamo Dose to get anything going and I think that attributes to the amount of first team players they actually brought so this is yet another one that's kind of a heartbreaking loss they managed to hold off until the 80th minute when one laps in judgment, one lapse in, you know, attention is all it really takes for them to go ahead and find that equalizer. And unfortunately, they were able to do it twice in the last 10 minutes of the game. But yeah, I think Dynamo Dose, there's still a lot of uh, excitement about them. They still did really well. Um, the game plan was executed well coming out of the gate. Um, it was just a long game against uh, eight first teamers. So I think uh, that's about where I stand on that. Yeah. And uh, just to let everybody know, their next game is actually going to be at home. They play Sunday night at Aviva uh, Stadium. If I'm not mistaken, I think it was 7 p.m. Uh, I think that's right. Don't quote me on that. But it's either 7 or 8. But show up at 7, you know, just in case. If anything, you'll just tailgate. You know what I mean? Show up at 6.30. Exactly. Show, exactly. You know, drink, <laughs> drink with Billy. Beers. There you go. Billy will be here there. Uh, me, I'm still a 50-50. You know, I, I have to make sure my wife doesn't give birth to our baby. So, you know. If she lets me go, I'll go. <laughs> but other than that, 
uh, you know, we'll, we'll try to be out there and, you know, support the guys. If not, we'll, we'll watch at home. So yeah, it's at seven. Uh, but yeah, let's, uh, and while we're here, let's, let's go ahead and touch, you know, let's get a little dash of the dash. Uh, I wasn't able to watch the game. Uh, Rodrigo, I don't know if you were able to watch that game either, but I heard it was a crazy game four, three, a lot of goals and a victory, you know, away from home, which is, you know, always a lovely thing. So Billy, he, he watched that game too. So, you know, just give us your thoughts about that one, bro. Yeah. You know, it's just a, it's a weird period right now. They've just brought in a new coach. So we're still at the last game of acting head coach, Sarah Loden. So that's really exciting. Um, they gave up the lead in the sixth minute of this game, but uh, you know, it was Marie Sanchez's first opportunity to really kind of play at top. She's been kind of hesitant in her, in the way that she speaks about the position that she's been playing. You know, she's, extremely professional about, you know, she'll do what the team needs. She'll do whatever they, they need her to do. So she's been playing out in that position in more of a defensive role, which is not necessarily what she's been comfortable with in her previous professional career, but she finally got a chance to start up top with Rachel out on, uh, you know, international duty. And it was her best game of the season. You know, she, she backed up what she's been saying and, you know, she scored a 9.1 player rating on a, on foot mob and she had a goal and two assists. So it's absolutely ridiculous. I mean, she had a great game. Anyways, after they had scored in the sixth minute, Maria, she was able to score in the 15th. So, they, I mean, they were on top of it. Uh, Elizabeth Eddy, she got her first brace uh, in her career, 47th and 50th minute, which was part of that five-goal 13th minute onslaught in the second half That's to start crazy. the game. It was absolutely nuts. You know, you had Michelle, Michelle Prince. She was all over the place, too. You know, ever dangerous. She also scored in the 51st, part of that mega-scoring onslaught. It was a it was a really exciting game. The dash were really exciting and um, new acquisition with the coach, and you know everything's looking up. Yeah, I mean, oh, let me just say this: I've seen uh, Maria Sanchez play a couple of times now. I, I was able to catch a few dash games here and there. She's she's good. <laughs> like she could easily like play, you know, in the in the Premier League, you know, in the women's Premier League. Like she is very like quality. Like she can like chop. Chop your eyes up, basically. Uh, but yeah, she's she's pretty good. She's good. I mean, you know, Michelle Prince, she's a she's she's a beast up there. Obviously, Rachel Daly, she's always does what she does. Go ahead, Billy. Yeah, I mean, she played Maria, she played 89 minutes. She had a goal, two assists, she had three total shots scoring one of them, completed 67% of her passes, and she created three chances. You know, she had 62 total touches, uh, completed 50% of her accurate crosses. I mean, it was an absolute all-around game. Yeah. All right, guys. So that yeah, that was basically you know a little bit of the dash. You know, showing some love to to the women's game uh, here in Houston. And lastly, uh, we wanted to touch uh, a little bit on you know we asked you guys on Instagram to drop off, drop some questions you know for us to to kind of you know throw out here on the show. And we got seven 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 questions for for you know for the crew here. So I'm gonna go ahead and, you know, ask you guys uh, the questions. I'm gonna start with Rodrigo. Uh, only this is funny names too. So if you're funny, if your name is funny, that's also hilarious, but this one is only Denny fans. <laughs> so it's funny. So only Denny fan says, are the refs really that bad? You know, in MLS, what do you think? <laughs> I, it's not just that they're bad. It's that if you look at the qualifications, they don't have like top tier. Like they're not, some of them, I think they're not even like the official FIFA approved uh, tier. It's kind of like, um, 
I don't even know what you call it, but it's it's not all the way up there. So so, you, so saying... you're telling you're telling me they do an MLS game one night one day, and then the next game they have to go do a Sunday league. <laughs> I hate honestly, <laughs> even high school probably, or you know, like college kind of thing. That's hilarious. D1 uh, stuff. I am I'm assuming that's kind of what some mm-hmm. refs get to do. But yeah, I think um, we're looking at this actually. When which one was it? Um, I think with Adam ended up getting the red car um, yeah. that game. Uh, against was it nashville yeah i don't remember um, anyways we're, we're looking at this and we're looking at all the mls refs and yeah some of them do have that fifa you know qualification and then some don't and i think that ref that was his seventh game official game or six That's games crazy. and he had an average of like seven red cards a game i mean not red cards um yellow cards That's, that's a lot. so yeah um yeah, it was it was not that many games, but anyways, it's just that they're not well but trained. Yes. I would say that's yes. The yes for they can do better. Me. I feel like they can definitely do better. Uh, Billy, what do you think? Yes, no, maybe. Well, you know, nobody wants to be the person who's bashing the refereeing, but there has to come a time when there has to be some sort of accountability. You can't just put these referees out here to let them, you know, work their side job and you know go to their rec league afterwards. You know, you have to get somebody who's qualified to do the job and you have to make sure that they get it right. And if they don't get it right, there has to be some sort of system that's in, that makes them accountable. You know, that has to hold them accountable to what they're doing and what they're calling. And if they don't call it correctly, then, you know, maybe they don't get to call those big games or they don't get to call it at all. You know, you have to make sure you have to work. Just like, you know, the players have to prove their, their worth to get their time. The referee should have to prove their worth to get their time too. You know, it's, a, it's about making the league better as a whole it's about what people see when they watch when they don't people from people who don't normally watch you know we got somebody watching from overseas who you know you're trying to you're trying to grow the fan base trying to grow the league trying to grow the coverage in general and you got joke on the field it's not gonna work and, you know it's just like i said uh, or like uh, he said i've got better refereeing in, in my sunday league honestly and that's that's uh i hate to say that but you know it's not it's not in any kind of result in what the uh what we've seen from the dynamo it's not an excuse definitely don't use it as an excuse you have to be better you have to prepare be prepared for referees to be all over the place but yeah these are uh they're really all over the place all right so we'll leave it we'll leave it as a maybe maybe more training <laughs> uh nathan s730 said do you see the dynamo signing any other big names if so who would realistically sign for us and i think we kind of touched a little bit about linus mean a possibility but do you what do you do you guys have any other names that maybe are like you know if if you were gonna say maybe do you guys see a you know like for example a mexican uh a mexican league player coming to to the dynamo maybe in the next two years or so that's what i would mention um realistically you know i don't think we would get like a player like linus i feel like i don't know like in his mind it's probably not like oh i want to go to the dynamo um realistically i feel like even this year i think there's a potential signing um before the you know transfer window closes and pair somebody up with herrera not mexican but from the mexican league i feel like realistically we're, we'll be signing somebody from there um i'm i would say i'm i wouldn't be 100 that it's a mexican player but it's going to be a south american either uruguay and argentina and um somewhere those lines but yeah uh, right now, like I said, I, 
who knows what's in Nagamura's mind if he wants to have another winger. But offensively, it shows that we do need something else. Defensively, I feel like with, you know, Steve Clark and the defense that we've been rotating throughout, even if we were losing games, I feel that they've been pretty solid. I mean, we already kind of try to fix that. And, you know, Teenage and Bartlow is actually having a pretty good year so far. And our wing backs are, are doing well. So I, I can see realistically just a, somebody from the Mexican League. Billy, what, what, any thoughts on that? Well, you know, it's 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 kind of hard to really say. There's just such a wide range of areas that players can come from. They can be from anywhere. It's really, and like you said, it's kind of hard to decipher what exactly is in Coach Nagamura's head. You know, we could, there's a number of directions that we can go. Um, we know which direction we need to go. But another thing we don't all have necessarily the brightest view on is what's going on going on inside the club contractually, you know, kind of like from the Matt Jordan days. What what are the restrictions that Ted Siegel and Pat Onset are dealing with right now? I mean, sure, everyone wants to go out and just buy the, you know, the biggest player ever. But, I mean, realistically, we're kind of restricting what we can do with, like, the deal with Teenage Daily. We got Vera's green card. We've got Thor on an international. Um several players you know we're all waiting for kind of those things to fall off and you know I feel like in time and that's not what anybody wants to hear but in time as these things fall off I think we'll see them make those kind of moves but right now it's for me it's it's next to impossible to kind of decipher you know a name specifically yeah so we'll, we'll leave it at that maybe in the near future but not as of right now right now so thank you Nathan for the question DC to Matt says what are the chances of Charlie Kendall, better known as Carlos Vela, joining the Dynamo. If you if you were to say zero to a hundred percent, zero, no out. chance, no <laughs> zero chance. Dude, this guy zero does chance. not like soccer. He he just doesn't <laughs> like it. So why would he want to come over here? Right. I mean, I can see him if the Rockets were like, "Hey, we'll give you a one year contract." He'll be like, "Dude, yes, yes." Well, but, we'll sit. Yeah. I mean, he it's loves like, basketball and. Inside. Soccer, I mean, he, he could probably would have been the best Mexican player to ever touch the field, but he doesn't have any passion. So, no, no, and he, he doesn't care about the money. We can offer him 10 million. He'd be like, nah, yeah. <laughs> you know, like I'd rather just do something else. All right. Well, let's move on for that one. We'll keep it. So, sorry. <laughs> sorry. Not, not to burst your bubble. I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah. Um, what was bump. his name? Uh, Appreciate Matt. the question. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Yes. DC sorry, Matt. Matt. <laughs> sorry, Matt, but no. <laughs> No, Charlie Kendall in Houston. Uh, Uri's to save them. Uri's, my boy Uri's. He says, uh, this was directly, I think, towards Rodrigo. But for real, though, who, <laughs> who's taking count of Tim Parker's high five this weekend? That's like the uh, only thing he does. Uh, yeah, man. Like, <laughs> See, and that's the thing. We have such a good defense that I feel like everybody else does his job. <laughs> so he has nothing to contribute other than you know a high five here and there but uh i think he left the game with an injury right not, yeah. not sure yeah, yeah, yeah. um so we might not even see him he'll be on the bench you know or mm-hmm. on the stands i would say not the bench um if he's not playing but upper body injury he, upper yeah body. he <laughs> he'll be high fiving <laughs> he'll be high fiving everybody around him and you know hopefully we're we're winning so you pulled the muscle and giving a high five to a teenage. That's what I heard. I don't know. That's what I heard. My sources, that's what they told me. But, you know, I, I don't know. Uh, it's better than Deshaun Watson's <laughs> high five. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh. 
right, whatever he's ahead. getting handsy over there <laughs> <laughs> he's getting different different high fives um h htx jorge says will hh start against dallas billy what do you think is he gonna absolutely be 100 there, there's zero chance he doesn't start that's his first really? game that he's coming in i think he has to start they don't they don't pump that kind of uh advertising out to watch the man come off the bench he's coming out of this coming out of the tunnel he's stepping onto the field the very second that ball is kicked off really? there's zero chance he comes off the bench Go ahead, Rodrigo. I disagree. I disagree. You know, respectfully disagree. But Rodrigo, give me your thoughts, and I'll say my thoughts after. Yeah, I do disagree with Billy. I'm sorry, but um, sorry, Billy. Nagamura, <laughs> Nagamura has shown that he doesn't just star players; that he gradually, you know, starts put the, putting them in. Um, <laughs> if he stars him, it's because he's being forced to star him. I don't think because he's yeah. ready. You know, we we've seen Seca, we've seen Thiago, we've seen Ferreira of like gradually, you know building the player, even Thor. Um, if he does start, he's only going to play one half and then to the bench he goes, which if you're not winning the game, like people are going to complain, why did you take him out? Yeah, yeah. You know, if you're 0-0 against Dallas, you know, he's a playmaker. So either he plays the full 90 or he just comes in as a sub in the second half. Go ahead, Billy. Plus it builds the hype. <laughs> yeah. All the hype around this, around Hector coming in, like I said, We've seen Nagamura make players earn it, which I respect that. And we've got, you know, Zeka and Thiago and players like that who have to earn their minutes. Hector Herrera is not just some player. He's not just someone coming in. He's one of those players. He's playing 90 minutes in Champions League football. You don't bring him in at that kind of hype and at that kind of level to turn around your club and the debut that you bring him in, he plays less than 90 minutes. To me, I just don't see it. But respectfully, I understand yeah. <laughs> where you're coming from. <laughs> but you, you got to see the bigger picture. Okay. We know Houstonians are late to games. You know, he starts Fair. the game. It's going to be a decent-sized crowd to start the game. But everybody's going to trickle in, you know, by halftime. Everybody, the stadium's going to be packed. You're going to bring him in. Everybody's going to see him warming up, bring him in. It's going to be like the stadium's going to roar, basically, yes. as he's yeah. walking. Like half will be good and, enough. And, yeah, and he needs that. I feel like he'll see like how many people have come to see him. Which, you know, what what's the PNC Stadium? Um, it, it's going to be about half, it's like half, half like of the people. 000. I mean, because right like now, 20, 000, like, so I want to say like yeah. nineteen, twenty. Yeah, like yeah. a packed stadium. I, I would. Yeah, because nowadays, nowadays PNC gets in like twelve to fifteen a week, like yeah. every weekend. You know, give or take. Minus and, corporate. Uh, yeah. And then let's just say that, you know, let's just say we go 20,000, right? That's almost five to eight that are going to be just, you know, Hector, Hector Herrera's, you know, people there to support. Him. I mean, I've had Mexican friends tell me like, you know, I, I like I'm going just to see him. And he's like, I don't care. I could care less about the Dynamo. But he's like, I'm, I'm going just to see him just because, you know, he's Hector Herrera and this and that. But yeah, in my opinion, I think Hector Herrera should come in the last 30 minutes, uh, you know, build up the hype, you know, have him in the bench, the first 45, you know, people are like, oh, there he is, take pictures, da, da, da. And then second half starts, you know, he comes out, people are getting hyped up. Is he going to start? He doesn't start. Then you have him, you know, start uh, warming up, and that's when people get, you know, get rowdy. 
And then, you know, minute 60, everybody just stands up and claps for the, for the guy. And hopefully we're tied 1-1 and he comes in, puts a nice pass for, for Ferreira, 2-1 against, you know, Dallas. That's it. You know, blow It'd up. It would be a good novella. It would be a Great. good novella. Yeah, that's what you need, you know. That's what you need. You yeah. have Luis Miguel at the end singing a song and <laughs> close it up. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, the capacity for, and we were all there, actually, all three of us, the um, Dallas game against Seattle, the, their capacity is 19, and there was 15,000 just for that, you know, big uh, in-state rival. So yeah. I can see us being the same. So, yeah, I mean, it's going to be one of those things that everybody's going to be there. I'm sure Dallas fans will be there making the trip down there, and we got to be louder yeah. than them. Uh, we um, <laughs> no, of course. <laughs> yeah. Dallas, and, yeah. But, this feels uh, like with that goal, the goal of making the playoffs, you know, slowly dwindling away the more we don't catch points before he gets here. And the moment he gets here, we've already – we haven't taken advantage of these previous games where we thought we would be by the time he got here. Maybe that changes the, the decision. But I can absolutely see what you guys are talking about. I mean, you don't want to burn the guy out on his first his first game. Yeah, that too. You know, he's he's been sitting out for a while, so right. this this game is literally gonna be be his first game back after leaving, you know, the Champions League uh, what quarterfinals that it was that he played. Um, and then let's go to Oscar twenty one said, "Do you guys think Herrera will make a difference, or is he just coming to collect a paycheck? I think he's doing it for the money, or is he actually coming here to play play?" Go ahead, Billy. Oh, I think he'll absolutely make a difference. He steps onto the field as the most technically sound player that this team has ever seen the moment he walks on the field. Um, is he a save all? Absolutely not. He's not going to come in and, you know, single-handedly take us to an MLS Cup. But as far as putting the puzzle together, I think that it's a massive piece. You know, it's just once you surround him, the more you upgrade around him, the better he will be individually. Um, as far as right now, until he gets some sort of help, you know, he's going to struggle as well to create because he's the only one player. Um, but it's just, it's exciting to see that that's the direction that they're heading. You know, we just, we just need him to get help around him. But yeah, I think that he's going to be a great player. He's going to be excellent on the ball. He's going to provide well. His passes are true. Um, but yeah, I mean, he'll, he'll get better as we upgrade around him. Rodrigo, what do you think? Paycheck yeah. or actually play? I think he is going to play. Um you know, collecting a paycheck, he could have gone to probably a better, bigger city that could actually give him a really good, nice check. Um, but no, I think he he wants to play, you know, whatever Pat and Nagamura has, you know, told him or what they kind of set the expectations. Um, he's going to be here to play. I mean, the guy's going to play his second to last World Cup, I would say. So he has to be fit for it. Obviously, he wants to perform. He's on the verge of just being the, I guess, the ultimate captain for Mexico at this point. Um, as soon as, I guess, you know, we have Guardado and the Mexican team that he's most likely going to be retiring soon. And then I'm sure he wants to play the next World Cup. It's going to be here in the U- U.S., Mexico, and Canada. Mm-hmm. So that's also a big deal where that will be his last World Cup. And, you know, he can get the experience of playing in this stadium. Well, most of the stadiums, I would say. Um in the in the league so yeah i don't see him just collecting a paycheck hopefully then, not. i mean yeah hopefully not yeah yeah that's what we all hope for right yeah and then the last one came from manny our, our fellow dt uh writer uh person <laughs> our, our fellow friend uh he said what are you guys doing on july 1st 
you going to the Achacha event or are you going to go see the dash? <laughs> you know, a, a little uh, jab there at the at the front office for uh, putting two events at the same time in two different I think, places. <laughs> I think that I have already signed up for the Ache uh, Ache event um, because it's one of a kind. You know, it's unfortunate. I would love to be able to support the dash, but it's hard to be able to do you know, both at the same time, obviously it's impossible yeah. to do both. But I think that in between now and then, I think they might change that up. They're going to see the outpouring of the community and displeasure of that decision. And they may try and combine the two or select a different date. But I think that the decision to do both on the same day is probably not the greatest. I mean, you know, I'm not, I don't have a view of logistics as far as planning for the team or the organization or the players. So it's easy to sit back and say that I don't like the decision. Um, but I give them the benefit of the doubt, but it's for me personally, I'm going to the, uh, the Ache Ache event. Awesome. And Rodrigo, I know you're in Dallas. <laughs> I'm in Dallas, but I'm going to burst everybody's bubble that thinks that, you know, there's people that are going to see uh, Herrera come in and you know, go, to, go to that event or are excited. It's people that have not even been following the Dynamo in the last two months or five months or whatever, you know? So to say that they care more of the, about the dash, I don't think they're upset. I don't even think they had it in their mind to go to that game or, you know, they just heard FLS coming. And, you know, we're, we're going to see fans from Houston just come out of like the woods basically and just be like, oh, shit, <laughs> we got a we got a new <laughs> player in town that everybody's hyped about. Um, you know, I've, I've heard comments from people that don't really watch Dynamo and all this and like, hey, who's this new Mexican player? How good is he? How, you know, we see all this kind of talks about it. So, yeah, I mean, it's going to upset, obviously, the hardcore local um, Dynamo Dash, everything Dynamo supporters, that they can't really get best of both worlds in this sense. But everybody else is, doesn't really care. <laughs> I'm sorry to say, but no, it's true. Herrera, that's, that's why they it's brought true. him in, to pull in all these people. And that's what we expected him to do. Yeah, that's true. I think, yeah, we feel bad for the for the Dash fans that would like to be, you know, at the Atchich event or, or you know, vice versa, the, the Houston fans. But Plus, I, but I feel it will be a little bit disrespectful if you put it together, because that means like the Dash, you know, if you, if you held something at the stadium while the Dash is playing, it's going to be more focused on the Red and the Dash. That is true. So having it at two different locations, it gets people to pick, OK, do you want to really go? Herrera, or do you really just want to go and watch some, you know, um, dash play? True. So I feel that's kind of where the the front office had to make the decision. Yeah, it, it, like you said, it's probably an event for non Dynamo people, you know, because the hardcore people would. I mean, they they already know he's coming. So, but yeah, that's right. a good thought, good idea, or good, you know, idea there. But yeah, man, we we reached the end. As Billy comes back in, <laughs> twirling around. Yeah, just kind of threw me off there. Uh, but yeah, man, we, we got here to the end. I appreciate, you know, you boys jumping on. Um, but yeah, man, if you want to close this out, Rodrigo, thank you. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Oh, also, don't forget, Houston is a host city for the 2026 World Cup. So if you guys didn't know, World Cup is coming to Houston 2026. Start saving. Stop spending money on stupid shit. Gas. And yes, <laughs> gas. That, right? <laughs> Get a bike, start biking to your job and stuff like that. But yeah, save your money, man. It's going to be fun. It's going to be nice. And as a kid, say lit. 
And I'm sure there's going to be a lot of stuff going on these next four years. But yeah, get ready. Man. Uh, and, and on that, um, you know, people say the World Cups are expensive. It, it, the U.S. is expensive. Let's just put it that way. Um, I believe and they should be able to do this for for the this World Cup, um, 2026 World Cup, unless the U.S. somehow overrides it. But FIFA is the one that um, sets the prices. So I think usually it's going to be like the most expensive ticket you can buy is $200. Yes. Um, cheapest is like 60 and that's in any country, um, you know, or any war cup when they're, they're being host. Um, obviously with the prices going up, maybe the most expensive ticket around now is going to be like 250. So that's for really good seats. <laughs> obviously, yeah. you know, if you don't get any, and you have to go through FIFA, like official website to get them. Um, so don't get, you know, scalp basically. Um, I think it's going to be a really awesome experience for everybody. Yeah, but don't buy tickets at the stadium. <laughs> right. <laughs> don't, don't be that guy. It's like, hey, that guy <laughs> in the corner just sold me four for 20. <laughs> yeah. There goes but, your uh, 20. Yeah. <laughs> With that, guys, um, yeah, you can you can reach uh, out to us like you have in the past through um, IG and Twitter, uh, Dynamo Theory. Or you can also send an email, which I don't even know if they've been checking it. Find <laughs> <laughs> them with their podcast at gmail.com. Uh, you know, questions, comments, whatever you have. Um, you can find uh, Christian at Chris Putalias. You can find uh, Rudy, who's not here, at Rudy Segur, uh, Segura 3. Um, you can find Billy at be someone 87 if I'm not mistaken. Um, and you can find me at Rodrigo Segura 01. Again, just for all the content, just go simply to dynamotheory.com um, and connect with us. So we have one more thing because we close it. You can catch us on Reddit on our Dynamo or our Dash at Texas Man for Life 1987. I put content in both of those subs. Um, so, yeah, sound off. Let us know and follow along. We appreciate you. With that. Thank you, Zanimal fans, for listening. And remember to always hold it down and keep it forever orange.